Hey y'all and welcome back to another episode of Black in the Saddle podcast. You know, I'm really liking this every other week schedule. I'm really liking the fact that you get a chance to let the previous episode marinate, okay? You get to lick and chew on what was talked about. You can share with your friends, talk about it, and you can just let it resonate a little bit before you get hit with another episode. So I'm like, Abriana, girl, why did you not do this sooner, child? I don't know, okay? But we here now, all right? We're here. So today's episode is going to give you a little bit of a glimpse into what I do outside of Black in the Saddle. Um, historically, uh, when I when I look back and say, wow, what am I good at? I have been someone who has built brands and built programs that are designed to bring people together and to impact a particular community. And so it's only natural and it's only right. It's only fitting that I do that with another one of my brands, which is Cowgirl Cameron. So in this episode, we're going to talk about my first brand holiday, Cowgirl Cameron Day that happened this past weekend. I'm going to give you a little bit of a glimpse into the backside of that, what it took to put that on, what it means. And we're going to talk a little bit about some business stuff because it's not something that I normally talk about on this podcast. I do have a, a business podcast called the Digital Hoofprint Podcast, but um in an effort to not hide the my range, okay? In the effort to not hide my range um, and the other things that I have going on besides this podcast and building this community, I just want to uh, talk about it a little bit and show you what's what's possible and how you can go into something and do it unlike anyone else has okay so let's get into this episode i'm super excited to talk about cowgirl cameron day and to share some other things with you so let's get it all right a few announcements first you know just like they do in church we got announcements in the beginning okay some dates that i want you to keep in mind on september 6th if you are in our facebook group you are, you have access to this information. Uh, the Black in the Saddle community is a space for Black horsemen and women to come in and connect. It's a safe space to have conversations, to talk through challenges, to simply exist in ourselves as ourselves without expectation or, uh, you know, work, really. Um, so you can find that at blackinthesaddle.com slash FB group if you want to join. But um, September 6th is our next fireside chat and still up in the air on a topic or if we're going to have a topic. So we'll talk about that a little bit in the group. September 30th through October 1st is our first Black in a Saddle meetup, y'all. It's going to be in Virginia. I'm super excited about this. Not only is it checking 
something off my bucket list, okay? It's checking off the fact that I have wanted to travel this country, the world, meeting with other Black horsemen and women who simply want to be in community and learn thing about learn things about horses that we simply didn't know. You know, I come from trail ride culture. So it's one thing to just meet as a collective and fellowship and have fun. But I'm also a little bit of a nerd and I really center horses in all of my work. So I want to be able to learn some new things and create experiences that we're not used to having um, simply because we either don't know about them or don't feel comfortable going by ourselves. So I'm super excited about this meetup. That information is also in the Facebook group. If you are interested in going and the Black in the Saddle Facebook group is not really the space for you, feel free to shoot me a message and we can um, we can talk about it, okay? Next, Winter Circle Wednesday. If you check out our Instagram page, Winter Circle Wednesday was lit from last Wednesday. So check it out. Um, we have several people on. We did the whole four-way Instagram live and had some really good conversations about positivity and being intentional about positive self-talk in order to actually make progress. So if you need to pick me up, go go watch that, okay? Go watch it. Play, Hit play and wash dishes or do laundry or whatever you need to do and just tune into what it means when people come together with common challenges and talk their ways, their way through it together. That's exactly what it was on Winter Circle Wednesday this past Wednesday. So I loved it. Thank y'all. Y'all know who you are who came on Winter Circle Wednesday. Um, and it happens every Wednesday, eight o'clock on Instagram Live, eight o'clock Eastern time. Okay, now that we got the announcements out of the way, I want to talk about Cowgirl Cameron. Um, if you don't know, if you are new, Cowgirl Cameron is the children's book series, or it started off as a children's book series that I published in 2019. Um, during that time, it, like right before the pandemic, I was doing a lot of traveling around and reading to kids. I was taking Encore. Um, sometimes I would take Encore. Sometimes I would just go and dress up as a cowgirl. Um, but all of the books that were about cowboys and cowgirls um, they really had a historical context. And of course, when we start talking about history, slavery is a giant part of that for Black people. Um, so, you know, you, you as someone who gets asked to read to kids, I'm reading to kids that are like, what? Like, they don't know about slavery. They are not old enough to understand what's going on. So I said, you know, there should be, some books there should be books you know with this identity of a black cowgirl or even of a black cowboy and it simply show the lifestyle that we live simply simply show what we do on a day-to-day -day basis some of the situations that we find ourselves in even if there's a lesson attached 
right? Even if there's a, you know, oh, um, don't judge a book by its cover, no bullying, or be resourceful, or work together as a team, those lessons should be able to be learned through the lens of this identity that we are, me specifically, are so passionate about. And so since I'm, you know, just a little bit of artiste on the side with my right hand, <laughs> I um I started researching how I can make this happen. And so um that's how it began. That's how it began. I be, I learned how to be a self-published author. I learned what it took to market it. Um, I learned, you know, what it took to like ISBN numbers or ISBNs, the N stands for number. Um, all this stuff. Like I just learned this entire world of things that I did not know. Um and now here we are, three books in since 2019 and just having a blast. Now, this book series transformed a little bit, okay? Um, I have two family members. They're actually twins. One's an occupational therapist or a, not an occupational therapist, a speech and language pathologist. The other one is an artist and an art teacher, and a makeup artist. And they, they um, took the Cowgirl Cameron book. They took the Cowgirl Cameron book and made lessons out of it. And, you know, as, as a new author, I was like, oh my gosh, can you guys leave a review on Amazon so I can like, you know, have some reviews on Amazon. <laughs> and the speech language pathologist, she she was talking about how the use of the 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 words and the alliteration, which is like one of my favorite literary things, um allowed her students to practice the k k k sound. And she had some students who were really interested in the book and they were able to make those sounds when they weren't able to before. And so I'm like, <laughs> crying, you know, because what? You know, that wasn't intentional, but that's what's happening. Then her twin sister, amazing women. I mean, just her twin sister is an artist and she posts some pictures of a craft a craft that her students did with cowgirl cameron and the crazy hair day and i was like what what like you did a whole craft so from this book and, and at that time it was only one book from this book they were able to extrapolate learning activities that would really solidify this character the book the lesson in the kids minds and I was like what all that from from little old me 
And this little idea I had in my head that I just made made real, and I was like, y'all, y'all want to buy this? Wow. And so that got me to thinking. And between that and some of the employment opportunities I've had recently doing experiential education, experiential leadership development, things like that, I realized that I was sitting on something beautiful, right? And so Cowgirl Cameron has evolved, has evolved. And so now the the mission of it, it's not just a book series, this is a brand, we create immersive and transformational equine innovative learning experiences using research-driven curriculum, play-based design, and curated experiences to encourage curiosity and improve the social, emotional, and environmental consciousness of future generations. That is Cowgirl Cameron now. So you'll have to check out my video on the Cowgirl Cameron Instagram. I walked through the entire vision for the future for Cowgirl Cameron as the kickoff to Cowgirl Cameron week, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, so I know you're like, okay, you know, how is this related to Black in the Saddle? Well, I want people to understand that we are some of the most creative people on the planet black people all right we are trend setters okay parts of our culture other cultures take as trends and then they seem they act like oh like i'm tired of this trend why are y'all still doing this trend and it's like bruh this is our culture like saying period my grandma say period (laughs) like this is not a teeny bopper gen z type conversation what Starting right now, I want you in this episode to see how you can create an impact through one idea. And it can be all yours and you can do it the way that you want to do it. It doesn't have to be something that you've seen before. That's all right. We go, we going to get into we going to get into that a little bit. I don't normally talk about business on here, but y'all going to get me on a soapbox, all right? <laughs> I guess this podcast is a soapbox, right? Anyway, um it's related to Black in the Saddle because I you know, with this rebrand and going from Young Black Equestrians to Black in the Saddle, there's a little bit of a um a confirmation to the audience that we already have, right? To the community that we've already built. This is saying, okay, like we're including everyone at this point, right? Before, a lot of people felt like they were not, this was not the space for them. And so in order to still stay in touch with the younger generation and to kind of have a pulse on that, and still have a way to impact that. I have another brand that does that. So between all of the things that I do, I cover a wide spectrum of ages and identities. And Cowgirl Cameron is for the kiddos and for the parents and for the educators. And I just love it. I love it. Now, Cowgirl Cameron Day was... uh the anniversary 
of the first book I published. Now, going, you know, in the middle of the summer, I was like, you know, I haven't, I've done a couple summer camps. I haven't really been out here hitting the pavement with Encore doing visits and things. It's really hot. Like, it's just too much. And so I was thinking to myself, what is something like I can celebrate? Like, what is, are there any like important dates to Cowgirl Cameron? Like, what, how can I do something that is just my own, you know, versus going to visit someone else's camp? I'm not trying to do a whole camp, um, but I want to do something. And so I went into my little portal where I check on my books and things and publish new books. And I looked at the date. And this is about June-ish. I looked at the date and the first book was published August 13th. So I pull up my calendar and I'm like, oh, snap, August 13th. It's a Saturday. You know, that means, that means we can have some fun, okay? <laughs> and so I reached out to um, the a library that I've worked with in the past, really close. The, the librarian is amazing. And I said, you know, would you be interested in hosting the very first Cowgirl Cameron Day? And she was like, absolutely. And... It was a grand old time. I mean, this is like a state-of-the-art library. They have a um, multi-purpose room. They have a, a giant craft room for the kids. It was, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Now, um, book the library and I said, okay, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So I took some time to think of some different craft ideas and kind of put a little bit of a budget together for what I was willing to spend. Now, as a, as someone who is just now ramping up, you know, going from hobby to intentional growth, um, I knew that I was going to have to invest a little bit more than I may have been comfortable with, but with the vision that I have, I'm fully convinced that all of my investments will go a very long way. And so I knew I wanted to have a professional photographer, a professional videographer there. Um, I wanted to invest in really cool experiences because experiential education is all about what someone remembers and the full body learning of them being in your vicinity. And so I wanted to make it super cool. <laughs> So um, we had a few stations. I created two crafts for the kids to do in the craft rooms. And it was a grand old time. Now, the crafts, um, one of them is a craft that I, I came up with. Um, it's called the Achievement Buckle. And so, you know, when rodeo competitors win, they likely get a prize buckle for whatever event they did or whatever the rodeo was, something. It says what their great achievement was. And so the kids got to write their greatest achievements or their goals for the school year and decorate their buckles. And I brought bailing twine to put around their uh, the buckle so that they could wear it. 
simple, simple, simple craft, but they had a blast. They had a blast decorating it and everybody came in wearing their little buckles. It was so good. The other craft uh, was a horseshoe decorating craft. So they used different items to decorate their horseshoes. Now, I did not buy horseshoes. I contacted a friend who is a farrier and she has horseshoes. She runs a barn. She has a bucket of horseshoes, okay? They were rusty. I had to clean them, prep them, prime them. We weren't trying to give anybody tetanus, okay? Um, but I, I had to prepare them for the kids to be able to decorate. But outside of that, I didn't spend anything on them. And so when you are doing things for your own organization, your own program, your own business, look for ways to be more resourceful or to repurpose the things that are around you to create a positive experience for somebody else. Um, let's see, the vendors that I um, chose for the different experiences. So we had a photo booth, a, um, like a digital photo booth, as well as a photographer. And they were people of color. They were black. You know, that was important to me as well. I want someone, I want to support my community in building my own vision, right? So I was super excited to be able to find um, people who were close by and who were really excited about what I had going on. Um, so that was, that was exciting. Um, and then the way the day was scheduled, I did a reading, read one of my books, answered a ton of questions. Everyone got to pet encore. And then once it died down, I read another book for any of the stragglers coming in um, about an hour later. And then we wrapped up and it was a great time. It was great. Now, it's important for me to to share a little bit of on the on the businessy side um why you should think about if you have a business or an organization or you're even a volunteer somewhere it is so important to establish some sort of holiday or celebration for your program or event or uh, business, sorry. It's so important to figure out a way to bring people together to celebrate your existence, honestly. Because when you ask for support throughout the year, you know, you have to spend so much time and energy trying to reach more and more people, especially if you want to do something online, especially if that's your only means of marketing really and if you're really trying to um get your name out there but you don't have a lot of boots on the ground okay so building this community and creating a space that is celebrating the work that you do will do several things for you first of all it'll bring awareness to what you have going on you can choose to collaborate with other businesses in the area, with businesses that are kind of adjacent, like not really in your industry. For example, I am in the horse industry. 
I collaborated with a library. <laughs> so, you know, it's a, a little bit of a, a horizontal correlation, but we still were able to support each other. It helps you build community, right? I mean, when you collaborate with people, you get to share the people that they serve and the community that they've built. You get to share that exposure. And so you build a community of your own because people are interested in y'all's collaboration. You get to network with people. There were so many people who were like, hey, I want to introduce you to this person. I want to share this with you. I want you to come out to this school. I want you to connect with this person. The networking potential is infinite and you just have to be prepared to, to follow up and put yourself out there so that you can have, so that you can sustain that growth even, even after the event is over. And then you can use this event to have a, a charitable arm or a charitable giving capacity, right? And so I knew I wanted to do this event, but I also wanted to be, to give back, right? I wanted to I wanted to celebrate Calco Cameron, but I wanted to give to the people who were coming. It's not like they had to pay to come, but I wanted to be able to give back to them. I wanted to be able to provide some level of support and that's important for cowgirl cameron as a brand that's one of the things that we value the most is this is a mutual exchange we are here to support you right so of course at our first event we have to we're gonna have to incorporate that somehow so i decided to do a school supply drive i put up the fact that we were doing the school supply drive um, two weeks before the event. Um, I didn't really have a, a money call, but at four days, four days after I posted it, I'd raised $250. Let's see if we can get a 500. Okay. I made, um, Oh no, I hadn't made a reel yet. I announced like, okay, we're at $250. Like, this is amazing. Two days later, we're at 500. I'm like, okay. We have we have over a week until Calgary Cameron Day. So let me double the goal. I mean, we're we're at 500 now. So let's make it the goal of a thousand. Made it a thousand. I made a whole reel on on Instagram, and I was like, "Okay, hey guys, we made five hundred. We're gonna double our goal. Thank you so much." And by the time I posted the reel, y'all, we were at seven fifty. I said, oh, "Okay, well, I I worked hard on that. Let me just tell the people that it that you know no longer accurate." <laughs> I was so thankful, but I had really worked hard on that reel. <laughs> and so um, by the day that I went school supply shopping, we had raised $1,085. 
for school supplies. That was an entire cart full of school supplies. And we were able to give them away. School supplies and backpacks, able to give them away at Calgo Cameron Day. I was floored. I was floored at the fact that I just had this idea and people supported it, you know, and that's, that gets into my own kind of mindset stuff, right? Like, oh my gosh, I feel like, you know, I just have so many ideas. And so I get hesitant to, to ask for support or to, you know, go that extra step and, and put it out there and promote it a lot. You know, I, I kind of take a step back, but you know, this is why I'm sharing this on this platform as well. There's just going to be some, some overlap because all of these things are coming from me and I want to share it with you so that you can have more ideas that develop from your mind and and do it in a way that will blow everybody's socks off okay so there's a few takeaways that i want you to um make sure you remember after this episode i know i've dropped some gems already but these are the these are the four that i had planned okay well three plus the one that i had just thought about number one you can make an impact without creating a nonprofit. You can impact your community without creating a nonprofit. You know, a lot of people are like, I want to do this for the community. I want to do that for the community, but I work a job, but I don't have the funds to do so, but I am not sure exactly where to start. Um, nonprofits are a lot of work. Businesses are a lot of work. I'm not saying one is easier than the other, but when you talk about working with marginalized communities, we tend to get into this tract of, I have to have a nonprofit in order to do that. And that is not the case. You can do charitable giving. You can do cause marketing. You can do different initiatives as a business and have people support you in that and show receipts. Like this is what's actually happening from your contributions. You can collaborate with other businesses and and get that sort of um, ball rolling and not be a nonprofit. And still create wealth for yourself and still provide a service or a product that will generate you money. I sold over $200 in books at Cowgirl Cameron Day. That's awesome. You know, I sell the books anyway. You know, I have inventory, but it's awesome to, you know, put people in the same place as the products that come from this brand and just say, hey, these are here. If you enjoyed this experience, then take it home with you. Purchase the books. 
It's, I mean, it's literally a super cool strategy to employ. And I just don't want people to get in this one track mind because social media specifically shows us lots of things. But you don't have to be in a nonprofit in order to impact your community. You do not have to. Number two, it's not what you know and who you know. And I know you know that you've heard this several times, okay? But I just want to reiterate, I'm not even going, I'm not even going to beat it into you, okay? I just want to reiterate that I would not have been able to do this if I was not connected with the library or if I was not connected with some of the people that helped me find the vendors, right? Sometimes you have to put yourself in places to where people will start to know you and then it opens doors. It makes things so much easier for you. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Connect with people, follow up with them, shoot them a, hey, I'm just checking in message so that you stay top of mind so that when you need that support, when you need something to be reciprocated, they say, you know what? They're always asking how I'm doing. They are always checking in with my horses, seeing how little Susie Q is doing. Um... It's not what you know. It's who you know. Number three, ask for help before you think you're going to need it. Now, let me tell you, I, I struggle, okay? I struggle with this. But me thinking back, like saying, hey, okay, what is what is something I could have done better? And I'll tell you, my little baby pwn, Encore, he had an accident. In the, in the library, he had an accident. He has never, ever had an accident inside, ever. And so thinking back, I'm like, okay, what is it I could have done differently to avoid that? Because that is not the experience that I want people to have. I don't want facilities to have that experience. And I don't want our guests, our barnyard besties to have that experience. And it was, I could have had additional help to help set up so I could have prepared Baby Pong Encore to set him up, set him up for success in that situation. And so asking for help before you think you need it, don't be afraid to delegate. Don't be afraid to have more people than you think you'll need. Because as someone who is a creator, a creative, a creator and an executor, right? I have a tendency to, if something, if I need something done, it feels faster for me to just do it than to communicate. This is how you should do it, unfortunately. Um, so I would have had more people to help me if I could have done it all over again. And even the breakdown, like having to entertain a room of a hundred people for like 45 minutes and then having to break down all of your supplies at the end, it was exhausting. And I'm so thankful that my best friend, Kelsey Bay, came 
And she stayed to help break it down at the end. I was just so thankful. Um, And so that's what I'm saying. Having additional help. I know good help is hard to find. But going back to uh, the previous number, number two, is not what you know is who you know. The more you have people that know that you are genuine and know that you are really trying to do something in this community, in your community, the more inclined they are to, to help you. And then number four, the one that I had just thought about as I was talking to y'all a little bit earlier. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. In every... I, I can look back to many situations and think like, wow, I was embarrassed because of this or I could have done this differently or I shouldn't have done it this way. But fast forward and you know, there's like a redemption arc, like I redeem myself in the end. And it is so important, even with the Cowgirl Cameron brand to understand that where you started, this just started with books. This started with reading to kids about black cowboys and black cowgirls and not being happy with the stories. I was sure I was using these books and making up my own stories because I, the text was too long and the kids eyes was glazed over or it, the whole book was talking about slavery and it was running from people. And it just, I was making up my whole story, my own story based on the pictures. And so why not create my own, right? Um, it started off with books and it's now turned into specifically curated experiences to deliver some level of learning and it can it'll evolve even more than that you know it's not how you start it is how you finish so if you are in a spot right now where you're like mm, I know this isn't my best I know that there is more for me I know that what I am looking at right now is not what I want it to look like in the end. That is okay. That's okay. Keep going. You know how many doggone iPhones there are? You know how many doggone uh, Samsung Galaxies there are? Fitty them. Fitty them all them. They don't even make iPods no more. Like, what? It does not matter how you started. You can start from very humble beginnings and do so much if you just keep going. So if you have a idea, but you don't have the resources, build the community. If you don't have any ideas, but you have a community and resources, create with that community. If you have a community and an idea, make those work together and see what resources are already available. How can you support that? How can they support you? There is a beauty in the journey, okay? 
And so when you start off with something, just know that it is going to have several iterations. You might pause. You might take a little hiatus, a little siesta. But if you get back to it, it might look a little bit different. Um, we, as you know, the whole panoramic between that and then the the civil rights activity that was going on during the pandemic, there were a lot of organizations, a lot of businesses like, I got all these initiatives. Yeah. I want to do this. Yeah. The gusto is gone. The gusto is gone. Okay. And the ones who truly wanted to make an impact, the ones who actually worked DEI or um, inclusion practices into their, their business model, into their fabric of their organization, those are the only ones you see talking about it still. Those are the only ones that are still here putting in the work. So now that the trend is is over, you have to have a lot of discernment on who it is you are, who who was really about it, about it, and who you're going to support going forward. How you start is not going to be how you finish. Give yourself grace. Use discernment. Build your community and utilize the resources that you have around you to support your ideas. If I can be a resource for you, please send me a message. Please, please. If I don't, if I can't do something, I probably know someone who can. And that is why I love the Black and, love the Black in the Saddle Facebook community, because there's a space for that. It's a space for that with people who don't have those cultural barriers in place to understand you. Not always. Not all Black people are the same. So still, sometimes we still, we still have biases and barriers. But it's not due to being completely different from you. So I hope that this episode kind of gave you a little bit of um, insight into how you can do multiple things. I am, I, I get bored easily. Okay. So I do lots of things. Right. And I just want people to understand that there's resources out there. There's support out there. There's people out there who will support what it is that you want to do. You just have to keep going. You just have to keep doing it. And if it doesn't work, do it over again. If it doesn't work that time, try a different direction. But keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Black in the Saddle podcast. I would love it if you would leave a review on your favorite podcast player, Apple Podcasts, them and their mama them and their cousin them, okay? Leave a review. Subscribe to the Black in the Saddle YouTube channel. Um, that's where the video version of these podcasts live. And y'all, 
I have a really dope idea for intro music. You know, the YBE intro music was fire. Okay. I created that, but I have, I have yet to be able to execute on my idea for, for music. So, you know, we'll see what episode we'll drop the music. All right. Or maybe we'll do a sneak peek in the Facebook group um, before it goes live on the podcast. Who knows how you start is not going to be how you finish. So I give myself grace on that. All right. Thank you again for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.